You're listening to your Dental Top 5 podcast with Amanda Hill, informing you on the top trends in dentistry every Thursday. Brought to you by the creators of A Tale of Two Hygienists podcast. And now, here's your host, Amanda Hill. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Your Dental Top 5, where we take trending topics in dentistry and break them down into five usable highlights that you can take back to your op, your life, or just look smarter at your next dinner party. I'm your host, Amanda Hill. Before we pop into today's episode, I wanted to read yet another review because, man, these reviews are so darn fun. So Chrissy Casimiro says, this is such an informative and interesting podcast even for those of us who aren't dental professionals, but are just keen to not require dental repair work for us and our kids. I love it. Christy, thank you so much for taking a second to review the podcast. And the rest of you listening, real quick, on your phone, not while you're driving, take a second to rate and review the podcast. It really helps the podcast grow. And heck, then I'll read your review on the show. Now on to the show. So today's episode is a fun one, and it's really, really for the student dental hygienist out there. But it's one that I wanted to make sure that we touched on because, man, does my heart just ache for the student dental hygienist that is just getting ready for his or her board exams and stressing out and biting their fingernails and grinding their teeth. And so I wanted to make sure that we did a top five on the top five tips for passing the dental hygiene boards. And so when I thought of the topic, I knew exactly who we needed to have on as a guest. We needed to have on Jason Cole from Dental Hygiene Seminars to give those perfect top five tips. So Jason, thank you for joining us today. Hi, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, It's been a long time since we've talked. I know it has. And, you know, I typically get to go to some of the dental hygiene seminar um, review courses with Dental Post and I've missed you this year, Jason. Well, we've definitely missed you as well. I think this year has been a year like no other. Um, In our 30-year history, we've never had to stay home the entire entire seminar season. So it's been a new experience for sure. But just like for the students, they've, they've had to adapt and overcome. And so have we. Absolutely, man. We have learned how to be flexible like no other time. That's for sure. And now you guys have had to change exact how you do board reviews, haven't you? Yes, we have. So as I mentioned, for the past 30 years, you know, somewhere between seven and 12 seminars a year on the road in person, different cities and coast to coast, coast to coast. Yeah, no, we, we've been all over the country from you know, from Atlanta to L.A. uh, and and up to Seattle for a few years and and in Florida for a few years. So everywhere, really. But this year, for the first time, no travel. We we just felt like the responsible decision was to go to a virtual platform, which was may have been responsible, but we had never done it. So it was quite the undertaking, but we made it happen. Good for you. I'm so glad that you guys figured it out because the students, no matter what, still needed that review because, man, that test is hard. I took it well over 20 <laughs> years ago, and I still think I might have a little PTSD from it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, tough, it's a tough board exam, but the, the nice thing is is that you've got some, some great instructors in the schools just working so hard to make this year as, as successful as possible. And uh, then you've got board reviews like ours that will uh, condense that material for you and and get you on your way. 
That's awesome. Well, before we give it all away, let's launch into our top five so we can talk about the top five tips for passing the dental hygiene board. So what's number one? For me, number one starts with trusting the instructors that you've had. They do a phenomenal job of teaching you the information and getting you ready to be an RDH. It's just really hard sometimes for the student to realize that being in their presence all the time. They they really do a great job. And we don't teach anything at our seminars. We review. So your teachers and instructors, they are teaching. And we hear it all the time at how surprised the students are that they already knew so much and that their instructors had not led them astray that, oh, you were right. You did teach me that. That is correct. And I see the instructor roll their eyes or say, I told you. But <laughs> it, but it's but it's also a good feeling for the instructor because they're on the right path and they know it. You know, when they come and see our review and they're like, wow, they should know that. I've, I've been over that multiple times. So it's good. And I think trusting the instructor is the number one because that's your base. That's they are the ones that taught you. We're just reviewing. We're not teaching. So. I love that. And I love it um, sometimes in your board review when the instructors come to the board review and they sit through the classes. And mm-hmm. um, and I think that not only do they, you know, learn how a board review goes and, and, and kind of get a review themselves, but they can see where the students are are like, I got this. And they can also see where the students are like, wait, what? I don't totally get that. And I think it's a great way for instructors to learn more about, you know, how they're teaching, how could how their students are retaining, you know, what's effective. One hundred percent. And the instructors for us are a great uh, connection to the students and what's going on in the schools. So we do a lot to try and, you know, make sure that they feel welcome and to know that we appreciate what they do because we see them all the time after the seminar, sitting in a group with their students and going over things that the student might have had a question about in this particular subject. That is just that is just over and above and beyond what is required of you as an instructor. But they do it because they they love what they do and they really care about the students, which is phenomenal. It, it totally is. And, and a huge extra shout out to all the educators out there that have dealt right. with this year, which has been like you guys had to pivot with dental hygiene seminars. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. They had to pivot with everything that they do and how they do it. And That's man, right. I mean, I know they pulled their hair out, but boy, they've done it beautifully. Really, really, they did. It's been incredible to me to see the adaptability and the just the the sheer determination of the instructors and teachers around the country and of every grade level and every discipline that have just tried so hard to get their students educated through this pandemic that, you know, in our lifetimes, we had never seen anything like it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, OK, so what's number two? Number two is. Find yourself a condensed review, a condensed review like ours, where they take the information that you've covered over the two years in your classes and in school, and they condense it down into the stuff that the board likes to focus on. And the way that we know it is because our instructors are in schools. Every single speaker we have is an instructor of some sort. They're either a program director or a staff instructor or an educator of some kind. So they're, they know what it's like to be in there with you. And a lot of our students will ask, well, how do you know that's going to be? Well, because they see their students take the board every year. And that's what the board has focused on. 
um, they they really benefit from that, I think. So the condensed review makes it possible to review everything you've had because it's an enormous amount of information. You can't go back and read every page of every textbook and study everything that you've done in two years. What you try to do is condense that and focus on what the board is going to ask you to see if, to see if you learned what you were supposed to learn. For sure. You know, one of the neat things I sat through one of your courses last year in Raleigh, and one of the neat things I'll never forget one of the instructors um, up on the stage saying, because guys, we know that dental hygiene sometimes is a smidge behind and maybe doesn't adapt as quick as it should. And one of the instructors was up on the stage and she's like, listen, this is how it is in real life. This is what you're going to do when you get in clinically. But this is what I need you to know for the boards, because this is what's going to be on the boards. And so the board, you know, they don't, Clearly, they don't like change them, you know, on a on a dime and they don't keep totally up to date. And so your course, um, I really felt like helped to those students know, Okay, I know that this is how they're doing it now, but I know that I need to answer it this way for the board so that I can pass. One hundred percent. We know that, you know, technology advances at an alarming rate and and so do the practices. You know, we find ways to do things better and safer all the time. But those also have to be reviewed and, and peer reviews and studies to make sure that it's worth it and that it is actually effective. So the board will never do anything that's controversial. They'll never put anything that's new and untested. So they will be behind a little bit sometimes from what the actual offices are using versus what they'll test you on. But that is purely because they want to be sure that what they're testing on is tried and true and, and correct. So yeah. it is a little frustrating sometimes for students. We had that issue with the blood pressure guidelines um, not too long ago. And that every single seminar, what blood pressure guidelines, what blood pressure guidelines? Well, to our knowledge, they're going to use the old ones, even though you know the new ones. So you're welcome. Yeah, but exactly. But it's, it, it's frustrating that the board would do it, but it's also beneficial to the student that we knew that that's what they were going to have. So we keep up with that change. And when they went to the new guidelines, that's what we taught. We like now they're using this. So that is no longer a concern. But then that next year, it was something else. It's yeah. always something. else. So we try to do our best to keep up with what the board is doing and how they're approaching new information and new guidelines, things like that, because that's that's the best you can do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that you guys can do that for them. Well, mm-hmm. what's number three? Well, number three is after you've you've had your instruction at the school. You've can gone to a condensed review and actually set yourself up a plan. All right. So now how am I going to keep up with all the information I know for the time between now and when I take this board exam? Um, just a little throw in here. Don't throw the review book in the back of your car and don't look at it. That's not that's not a plan. You know, you don't learn by osmosis. Yeah. Can I lay on it? Can I just sleep on it? Will that totally do it for me? I wish because I would have been a much better student. But the truth is, is that you you have to set yourself some time aside each week or every couple of days. And that plan is different for everyone. We all have different demands on our time. So we have to figure that out. It has to be customized to you. And then you set that plan up and you stay disciplined and you stick to it. And I also think, um, you know, picking it in, in, like you said, kind of bite-sized chunks, but picking subjects at a time, like, you know, don't try to, don't think, okay, I've, I'm setting aside an hour every week and I'm going to try to, you know, 
do five subjects. Like, oh, you no. know, let's, right, let's, let's right. grab one subject. Concentrate That's on right. One That's part subject. of the plan. Maybe yeah. I look at this subject for 30 minutes on Monday, this subject for 30 minutes on Tuesday or, or Wednesday, you know, however you want to do it. But yeah, no, you can't do five subjects in an hour. And you need to be very clear on where you're strong and where you're not. And uh, once you know that, you'll be you'll be on your way. That's perfect. Well, what's number four then? So number four is to go ahead and get your date scheduled early. So once you've set up your plan, well, this is how I want to study. Then you want to schedule your date because if you set up your plan to study, you know, X number of hours a week for four weeks, and then you schedule the exam two weeks away, then that plan is no good. So what we're going to do is we set our plan up and then we schedule our exam so that we know that's coming. And it's important, you know, that we we set that plan, customize and then schedule our date so that we have a good idea of what we're going to do. Now, some people might do it the other way, and that's really OK. But you those two things have to work together. Like I said, like I said, if you're scheduling and making a plan for a month and you schedule it a week from today. Well, you're going to okay. miss a couple subjects. I'm just saying <laughs> right. there's no way there's a couple review sessions you're not going to get to. But, you know, that's the thing. You schedule your date and then it, so it's settled. It's done. There's no more worry about what am I going to do? You're trying to take as many things off your plate as you can. Because I think otherwise you can keep kicking that board down the, mm-hmm. down the pike and be like, wait, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm ready yet. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. think I'm ready yet. And then yep. you just keep going, going. And then all of a sudden you graduated five years ago. Well, right. We see that every year. But this year in the 2020 was so different because our students were having because they canceled the boards and they had to keep kicking them back into August and September. So we were having to do special things like special access because normally, you know, the 2020 students don't need access in August 2020 to the mock board or the study materials. But we had to keep doing that because, you know, everything had changed. So, yeah, you don't want to keep kicking it down the road. Go ahead, attack that, attack that date, make the date and attack it. That's what I say. Well, I think that rolls into number five beautifully. Yeah, I think being confident in what you've learned. We know that your instructors have done a great job. So believe, like I said, number one, believe in that. And then just do the things that you're supposed to do and be confident in what you know, because you do know the material. You, there's no way that you have been to class all those times and you don't know it. You know it. So be confident in your knowledge and your ability, and then just go do it. I, I realize how easy that is to say versus doing. Right. But at the same time, it is necessary because anyone that's performing in anything must have confidence in order to do well when they're, you know, they're doing it. If, if you want to perform well, you must have confidence in what you're doing. So that, that did not just in dental hygiene, that, that applies to any aspect of life. So that's important. And I think having confidence in yourself, that's the that's the last, but it's not the least important piece. Well, and I think particularly it's going to get you through that actual test itself when you're sitting down. And, and I want to warn you, students, you're going to be sitting down, you're going to read these questions, and there's going to be some that you might not know the answer to. Right. And do not let that like stall you out and then and then drain all your confidence and be like, oh, my gosh, I'm an idiot. I'm done. I'm going to fail. No. Move on to the one you didn't know, because you know what? You're going to know the next few. And and I know that we like to be perfectionists because that's part sure. of what allured us into dental hygiene. Mm-hmm. But just like you need to accept, and I'm sorry, listen to this, listen to this closely. You're going to need to accept that you're not going to get all the calculus off 
every single patient, every single time. I know it hurts your soul. It hurts my soul. You're not going to get every question right on the board. And you know what? You're still going to become a dental hygienist and I'm still going to get to call you a colleague and you're still going to be a great prevention specialist and make a real difference. So have some confidence, roll past the stuff you don't know and move on to the stuff you know. Right. We all know perfection is basically unattainable, but we all try to get there. And that is the important thing. It's, it's, the, it's the effort that matters to get there. And uh, it's the same with the board. If you put in the time, you put in the effort, and you truly did, and you truly did the best you can do, you're going to be just fine. I mean, I, I, I would point to our success rate as a company at well over 99% pass rate for 30 years. That's over 50,000 RDHs have come through our board exam and at 99.8% really have passed. Or do people not pass each year? Absolutely. It's, you know, people have different issues. People have things that are going on in their lives. Absolutely. That doesn't mean they're bad people. It just means you didn't pass. Okay, let's saddle up and do it again. Let's, let's study again and get it done because that's, that's who you are. Get it done. Absolutely. I love that. That's perfect advice. Well, um, let's review the top five. So number one is trust your instructors. Yep. Number two is take a condensed review. You have to do that. It's really important. Number three is have a study plan. Right. Number four is schedule your test date early and then make sure that your study plan works in conjunction with that date. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And number five is have confidence in yourself. You are wicked smart. You made it through dental hygiene school. It is not easy. Right. So have faith in yourself. Well, Jason, 100%. these are awesome tips. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. If people want to reach out to you or they want to learn more about dental hygiene seminars, how can they do that? Well, there's a couple of ways. I mean, you can always reach out to me at jasonk at dhseminars.com. Or you can just visit our website, dhseminars.com. And uh, all the information is there, but I'm always available and right by the computer and phone. So uh, Jason K at dhseminars.com. If you want some specific questions that weren't answered by the information you found on our website, um, or you know that's, or just check out the website and and read through it, see what you think. Now, I, I just say that we're more than willing to go above and beyond for students. We will do whatever it is that we can do to make you feel more comfortable or to help you pass that board. That's why we're here and. We try our best to do a very good job at it. If we're not trying to do a good job at it, then why are we here? Absolutely. And and it's important to us that you pass. It, it bothers us when people don't pass. And uh, we try very hard to help those that don't. But the vast majority, it just makes us really happy to see them move on to becoming an RDH and, and, and realizing that goal and becoming a professional. It's so exciting. It's an exciting time. Well, Students, good luck. You got this. Have faith in yourself. Now, we all know that only four out of five dentists could agree. So if you have something to add to this top five, or you have an idea for a whole nother top five, email me at amandahillrdh at gmail.com, and we'll be sure to include your dental top five. Make it a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of your dental top five. Be sure to join us next Thursday to hear more from Amanda. 